There's laws in place in the universe to where you can tap into these laws to use them to convince people or to influence people in their decision making. Jared, what's up, man? What's up, Joel? How are you? <laughs> Doing pretty good, you know? Podcast Wednesday. Podcast Wednesday. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I like how that's like, I don't know how long we've been saying that part. That was like, I don't know, must be a couple episodes by now. Yeah, we've got a lot of Wednesdays in us. Yeah, got a lot of Wednesdays under our belt. Yep, we're doing pretty good. Yep. You know, I think yeah, I just, I think I just understood that Ed Milet idea of how you make more days in one day. Dude, I still, I still do not get that. Well, it's how like does you know, that work. He's going on were... about, dude. My first day is from six a.m. <laughs> mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. what does he say to noon or eleven? To noon, yep, yeah, to noon, six to noon, and then six like... to noon, then noon to six, and then. Six to six midnight? To, yeah, yeah, six to midnight. And he says, boom. I just did three days, and how you did one day, I did three days. And then he starts to like math it up, and then suddenly he's like light years ahead. In 10 years, he's even in a year, he's what you've done in one year, I've done in, you know, I've got 10 years worth done. Or yeah. whatever. I don't know. But I guess if, if all of us just worked 18 hours a day, then probably do the same thing. But I guess that's what I don't understand. Like, what is he doing during those time frames that makes the day different? Yeah, like, and why does the day stop and start and everything? Like, yeah. why again? Like, why quantify? Like, does it is it helpful to break down an eighteen hour day into three digestible six hour chunks? Because I mean, that's what he's doing. He's just working eighteen hours Maybe. when I only work but like eight hours, right? But you know? I don't think he's working all of that. I really don't. He's probably not, because I don't no. think he's a guy who's like, you need to work 18 hours a day in order to be successful. No, he's I don't not. Think that's, his, that's not his shtick. Yeah. Hey, for all of the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More. It's a pretty good book. I read it like three times um, just to get the concepts in my head memorized. Um, pretty good. I would go check it out. But in there, he talks about the concept of making three days in one. And me and Joel constantly are like, what is it? How, how does that work? Yeah. I, and I've never actually seen him explain it on any podcast or anything that actually makes any sense. Have you? Yep. Uh, no, I haven't. The only, I didn't read the book. The only way I know it is because I saw a reel of somebody making fun of him saying that. Uh, and gotcha. then it took me like when, cause he's, when he's talking about it on the reel, like before the guy makes fun of it, I was like, oh, like something about it. I was like, oh yeah, I understand what he's saying. Like, but then the guy made fun of it. And I was like, "Oh crap! I don't understand what he's saying." Like, dude, you should read. You should read it. It's a good book. Yeah, I know you're saying that. I think that was yeah. that the first book that you read multiple times. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because I started mm -hmm. reading. You know, I was reading a lot of books, and then I wasn't retaining the information. So then I would read it real quick. If it was a good book, then I then I'll go back through and read it slower, mm -hmm. and more than once, just to kind of mm -hmm. get the concepts ingrained in my head so I know them so I don't have to so I can regurgitate them so I can live it I don't have to think about it right yeah have you done that with any other books since that book um no I'll probably do it with the book I'm reading right now the psychology of influence mm -hmm. which is really good um because like I'm only a few chapters in but it's been mm. like really useful information Mm -hmm. and not just like cool stuff but just really useful can you tell me a useful thing oh man like he just goes into like the first chapter even going into like the different just the fact that there's laws in place in the universe to where 
you can tap into these laws to use mm -hmm. them to convince people or to influence mm -hmm. people in their decision making. Mm -hmm. So like the law of reciprocity is one of them. Mm -hmm. Basically where if I was to do you a favor, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you would feel obligated to do a favor to me back. Yep. And then the different ways that you can tap in to that law. And this is where mm -hmm. I need to go back and read because I don't even remember the different ways. Mm -hmm. But there is like three different ways you can tap into that law that are actually really, really easy and cost effective to then mm -hmm. be able to get you to buy something that is very expensive. Interesting. Yeah. So just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, marketing tactics, that kind of stuff. I really, really liked it. It actually, you know, I was reading that and I was like, hmm. Because whenever I read something, I like to think, how can I, how can I use this in my business? Sure, of course. So we actually started, and we haven't quite implemented this all the way yet, but we're going to start sending out a box of cookies to mm -hmm. anybody who buys a house. So, and I think mm -hmm. we're going to do like a couple hundred a month, where we'll pull the list of people that bought a house the previous month, mm -hmm. and we'll send out a few hundred box of cookies that say, "Hey, congrats on the house. Here's some cookies." Hope you enjoy it. That's mm -hmm. it. So we gave them something for free, right? And so now mm -hmm. we have this law of reciprocity working in sure. our favor. Mm -hmm. Where then the, the next month, then we're going to hit them up with an, another postcard in the mail. That's mm -hmm. like, hey, again, congrats on the house. Um, if you need any any boiler maintenance done, let us know. Here's a gift for $25 off. Mm -hmm. Now they feel double obligated, right? Mm -hmm. We gave them two free gifts. They're going to feel really mm -hmm. obligated to give us a call. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is Daylene going to make those cookies? No, because they need to be like prepackaged cookies. Right, because they can't be, yeah, yeah, they can't look, yeah, because it's coming from a business, it can't be like, uh, I made these in my basement kind of cookies. They got to be exactly. safe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they need to be like prepackaged cookies in a box. That's cool. We found a service that'll pack them in your tissue paper, like your color. Oh, cool. Yeah. And oh, nice. Cool. The box has your logo on it, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, they get in the mail. Just looks cool. That's all. Yeah. I was a long time ago. This guy was talking about a business that he had, which was just gift giving. And mm -hmm. his business was like, I help businesses give proper gifts to their customers for retention. Right. Um, and I didn't understand what that meant at the time. Right but now, like the longer that I've been around people doing business and within business, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cause yep. it's those little things that you add on top of what else you do that can really set you apart enough for people to continue to use your service or to buy your service for the first time. Yeah. And you're just tapping into the law of reciprocity really when mm -hmm. you're giving them a gift, yep. they automatically feel like they owe you something. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's kind of the whole purpose of this YouTube channel, right? We're <laughs> yeah, totally. giving out free information to these yeah. people to build an audience, to be useful to them, to help them yeah. along in their journey. But, um, and we don't really have a ton of stuff to sell them, but in return, like we are eventually want them to come join our circle of influence and hopefully buy our social media programs and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And we're just going to yep. come up with more stuff as we go along and as we build an audience, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a lot of reciprocity in action on a YouTube channel. So yeah, there's see, so many, you see, yeah. you see it everywhere, right? There's so many funny things like that, that we just take for granted, like little laws like that and like little mm -hmm. social norms that, you know, you never think about, but then when somebody like, sh like explains them to you what they are and how they work, you're like, Oh, that is so true. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. weird that we all just operate that way. And it's funny because people will just operate in this way.
right. without even realizing that they're just walking down a path that's already sort of just in everybody else to do. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think if you can apply that law of reciprocity in your plumbing business, like how we're doing by giving them, we're going to give them cookies, we're going to give them $25 off, they're going to feel obligated to call us for their boiler tune. Um, and then we're going to come to their house and they're going to feel obligated to buy from us. Mm-hmm. So the sale is going to be easier. There's going to be less pushback on those customers. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel like they got a better value too, right? Sure. Well, cause there's more things added to it, you yeah, know, because you've already given them something. You've already added value to that customer. Yeah. And like, but- for me, I would, I would like when people are like, well, who did your plumbing? I was like, well, I did prospector and the, well, why'd you do that? Man, they gave me a box of cookies. Mm-hmm. That was, or like the funny thing about that, the funny friend. thing about that, Jared, is that like somebody, yeah, I know, right? Give me, give me some foods, give me some cookies, easy peasy. Um, yep. Bring me some cookies when you come do my boiler too. I want more cookies. Um, but the thing is, is like the little things in that too is like, oh, if I have those cookies at my house and somebody sees me eating the cookies at my house and they eat the cookies, I'm like, oh, a plumbing company gave me. And then there's also more with a box of cookies, there's more likelihood that that person is going to tell other people what's happening just in their own house uh-huh. than like a postcard, right? Because like a postcard right. is one thing, but if somebody comes to my house, they're not going to be like, cool postcard. Who gave that to you? Right. Like, but yeah. if you have extra things that are beyond that, it's just, uh-huh. yeah, it's going to help. Yeah. Might cost you a little more money, but I think it's going to be mm. much more effective for sure. Yes. And I think you'll get that, your investment back. No problem. Yep. Yep. I think, the, I mean, just in the, in the getting rid of pushback is going to be super valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, what was for you personally, what was the hardest, most consistent pushback that you got when you were, when you were a plumber? Like, what did you hear <laughs> the most? What, I guess, what did you hear the most? And then what was probably some of the most difficult pushback that you got? Um, I never got pushback because I was the master of avoiding it. Maybe you um, heard it here, folks. That's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though, because like I owned the business, right? Mm. Um, and so I had a, I was incentivized to make the sale, right? So I learned to become a really good salesman, no mm-hmm. matter what. Um, and I think really, like it comes down to just showing value up front, like giving the customer value so that they see the value of your service. Mm. And then just doing those little things to show those value, right? Show mm-hmm. the value of your service. So, like so what do you me, mean I, when you say that? What'd you do? So like when they call, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it starts right at the beginning, right? When they call and you answer the phone, that's sure. value. You just added, you just gave that customer a lot of their time back because the other companies aren't answering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get them booked today. There's value in that, right? So you've already mm-hmm. added value haven't asked any money or anything. You've already added value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when the person answers the phone, have them be super friendly, super nice, mm-hmm. very easy to communicate with. Just the experience overall of just booking the call is a pleasant one. Mm-hmm. That's super rare these days. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> so you've already added value again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you can show up as close as possible to the time that you were going to, you told them you were going to be there. Mm-hmm. You send them a text message of the technician, a picture of the technician with a little bio. Hey, this is so-and-so, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be there. He's on his way. This is a little bit about him. He grew up here. He graduated from here. 
he holds a license, you know, a plumbing mm-hmm. license. And on his free time, you're going to find him hanging out with his wife and his kids and his dog, Joey, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a good dog name. I like that. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to write that down. Steal it Joey, from me right now. That's my next dog. Um, so I thought you weren't going to get any more dogs. Oh. No, I'm not. Again, you just <laughs> added more value, right? Mm-hmm. Haven't talked money at all. Haven't done anything. All you've done is give them value so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. You pull up in a nice, clean, um, branded, good looking van, right? That eases mm-hmm. the customer. There's value in that. Yeah. Okay? Your definitely has mm-hmm. uniform, right? Not some butt crack plumber. You look halfway decent. Mm-hmm. You cut your beard, your hair's trimmed, mm-hmm. you have a clean uniform on. There's mm-hmm. value in that. You all of a sudden looked way more respectable to the customer, way more right. trusting. The customer is so much more at ease, right? Because mm-hmm. like Miss Jones, she doesn't want some dirty butt crack plumber. It makes her feel really uncomfortable. So if you can show right. up in a uniform looking clean, clean cut, like a nice guy, if she is, she feels way more comfortable with that than having a butt mm-hmm. crack plumber at her house. Right. So again, that just adds value to the customer. No money has mm-hmm. been shown yet. Okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even even as far as like knocking on the door, and then taking a few steps back from the door, and right. waiting till she invites you into your into her house rather than just barging mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, introducing yourself when they when they open the door. Mm-hmm. Hey, my name is Jared. I'm from Prospector Plumbing and Heating. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling us out here today. How can I help you out? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you got going on? And then mm-hmm. listening to the customer, listening to their concerns, taking mm-hmm. their concerns to heart, all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're just adding value, adding value, adding value over and over and over again. And the, again, yeah. no money has been talked about. Right, yet, of course. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then going and looking at the work, doing a good job like diagnosing and troubleshooting and then offering them upfront pricing with options and a member discount, like all of that is adding value to the customer. Mm-hmm. So you're just, all of that value, you just got rid of a lot of pushback. Sure, yeah, yeah. They've gotten to this point where you're presenting them with options. You have shown yourself to be very trustworthy, um, mm-hmm. very knowledgeable, very nice. Like you look like a legit person, a legit company. Mm-hmm. You've discussed you know, you can discuss your warranty with the customer at that point in time. So mm-hmm. now they know, oh, and they stand behind their work. Um, they have a warranty. They're going to take care of me if anything happens after this. And they feel very comfortable spending their money with you. Mm-hmm. So you can do all that stuff, right? To mm-hmm. add value before the time comes for them to make a purchasing option. And they're going to have a much easier time making the purchasing option. Yeah, because then at that point, you sort of only thing that you're going to have to might negotiate is price because everything else is going to be off the table. Yeah. And imagine the opposite. Like you like they call and it's not a friendly experience. And you put them on the schedule three days from now, but then Mm -hmm. you don't show up on time. Mm -hmm. And then you show up in an old crappy van that's all rusted out and dented. Yeah, they're going to turn you away at the door and be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, this is too much. And then you climb out of your van and you're all dirty and <laughs> and your shirt's all torn up and got, you know, ABS glue all over it. Yeah. And then you go ring the doorbell and she opens the door and you walk right in. 
and you don't listen to her problem. You're just like, mm-hmm. so your water heater's broken. Where's your water heater? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of rude a little bit. Um, yeah. And then you don't give her options. Yeah. This is what it is. Right? You don't have a membership. You're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's broke. Let's fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole different experience. One, yeah. one demands a high price. The other doesn't. Yeah, sure. And it's already expensive to be in the plumbing business. So you need to be able to support a high price. So you have yeah. to offer this premium product in order, yeah. to be, huh. in order to stay in business in my mind. That's a good way to phrase it. It's you, you have to be able to support your high price because it's already expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Fact of the matter is it's expensive to run a plumbing business. So you have to charge a lot. So then you have mm-hmm. to come up with a service that is worth what you have to charge. Yeah. Cause I think people will think about it backwards. They'll think about like, I need to charge more for this service just because it's expensive mm-hmm. instead of saying, okay, it is expensive. We do need to charge more. So how can we actually make this worth it to the customer? Like don't assume, yeah. cause I think there's a problem when we just, if we strictly take our cost and we come up with our price by putting our mm-hmm. profit in there and we say, this is what I gotta be. That's just what mm-hmm. it is for me to make my ends meet. And then that's all you do. You don't yep. think about what you can add as in value, all the things you've described to that price. Yep. I think that's where, you know, you can get the disconnect and then you can also like really convince yourself that you're worth that price. Right. Like you're, you're better than like, it's your cost of doing business and your profit, but you are actually providing so much value on top of that, that you can convince yourself that you're worth it and you can convince your guys that you're worth it. Yeah. And all, all that stuff that we just went over, like none of that stuff is very expensive to do. No, it's just like, those are, those are easy things that add a lot of value that really back up your price where you can just raise your price just a little bit to cover mm-hmm. the costs of those and add a ton more value to the customer mm-hmm. and then get way less pushback and then mm-hmm. make more money because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would mm-hmm. do. So, so I mean, then- that, that's like the best way to get pushback. Um, or sorry, it's not, to not, get, it's to not get it. <laughs> the best way to get pushback is to not get it. But I think it's good to know, like a lot of the reason you'll get pushback, like imagine a, a, a plumber did all of those things. A technician went in and, and did all of those things, but then he didn't really believe in the pricing. Mm. So, um, it showed right in his aura, yeah. in his mm-hmm. body mannerisms, in his totally. tone of voice, when he was talking to the customer. Um, that will show, right? If he doesn't believe in it and the customer will pick up on it. And Mm -hmm. usually that comes from the top. Okay. So like a lot of times Mm -hmm. guys will come to me and they're like, Hey, I'm getting a lot of pushback and they're thinking they're just too expensive. The market's not going to bear it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. The market will bear it. Trust me. The problem is that they don't fully believe in their pricing. Right. 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 And so that trickles down to their guys and that trickles down to the customer. And so probably Hmm. one of the number one reasons that I find in my coaching is that even if they're doing all these things, the the business owner has not come to terms with Mm. what they have to charge and that it's actually fair and honest to charge that amount and to run a profitable plumbing business. And it's really when they can come to terms with that in their heads then they're going to start talking different to their guys. Yeah, they're sure. Going to start reacting different with their guys. Mm. They're going to have totally different body language with their guys. And their guys are going to start to really believe in the pricing. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's going to show when they're in front of the customer. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this is what it is. My boss believes in it. I believe in it. Hey, you mm-hmm. want this fixed? Here's my options. Here's how much they cost. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, I was watching an Alex Ramosi video just on sales. And he was mm-hmm. talking about that conviction is a huge yeah. part of sales. Yeah. Like if you have skill, that's awesome. You can learn skill. But if you are convicted about the thing that you're selling, yeah, is actually useful and is a good thing to be selling, you're going to close a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like, and for me, that's like, that resonates with me, like doing plum social sales calls where it's like, I have a conviction that this product is really useful. So mm-hmm. I don't have to rely upon like a script or like anything like this. Like, obviously mm-hmm. there's like techniques to like overcome these objections and there's little things you learn, but mm-hmm. it's easier for me when I have conviction just to have a conversation with somebody and to yeah. hear where they're at and to understand their pain. But then really think that once I realize that like, okay, my product is for you, this is something you need, then I can let my conviction talk and I can just, it just comes out, right? I'm not like, yeah, well, it's pretty effective for Mm -hmm. some people, you know, like nobody's going to buy on that because it's like, if you, if you're, if I'm a technician and I offer this price and I kind of do the, it's pretty steep, I know, but you really need it. Like Mm -hmm. people are going to be like, oh do I really need it? Cause mm-hmm. you're like thinking that you don't. Okay. Right. Like it really shows through. Yeah. It doesn't work at all. So if you can go in there with conviction and you can add all those value points, you're going to be 80% of the way there. You're going to sell mm-hmm. a lot more calls for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's like, you got to just believe in yourself and know why you are charging what you're charging. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. like if you're, if you're the plumbing business owner and it's just you right now, like it's so important to get this dialed down and then like hire guys, like obviously you hire when you need to hire, but like, if you mm-hmm. can believe this and then hire guys, it's just so much easier. Cause then you can start selling the idea to them about their value and your value as a company. And then they won't have that price objection because they're already bought in. Yep. Yep. hundred percent for sure. There are, um, you know, speaking on sales and junk, there are a couple tactics that I think help a lot that I used when I was in the field. Um, I don't know if they work for everybody, but they definitely worked for me. I noticed mm-hmm. a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I had three specific sales tactics that I would use. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one, like I would offer options, but I would tell the customer the options from the most expensive fix to the cheapest fix. That way their attention was on that last dollar amount, not on the Mm -hmm. highest dollar amount. Mm -hmm. For some reason, like if you pitch that highest dollar amount at the end, then their focus is on that high dollar amount. Yeah. And they forget about it. They don't like it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you got them down at this, if you got their attention Mm -hmm. fixed on this low dollar amount, that's what they're thinking about, which is much better. It's an, it's an easier swallow for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause they don't want to spend any money on their plumbing. So if you can, if you can put that last dollar amount in their brain, they're going to have an easier time with it. And then the other prices and options, they just offer, you know, price perspective is what I like to call it. So like right. if you, if you have a $500 item and a $250 item and a $50 item, the $50 item seems really cheap Yeah. versus if I came to you and I was like, Hey, um, this is 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like 50 bucks, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But because I put 
the five and the two fifty and then the fifty, fifty bucks seems like nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, that seems pretty good, actually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you can give them options in that order, expensive to least, it puts their attention on that last one with price mm-hmm. perspective. Very mm-hmm. powerful in my mind. Um, let's see. Second one I used to do um, when you're giving them options, I would tell them the price of the option. So I'd say the most expensive one. It'd be it's five hundred bucks. This is what it includes. Mm-hmm. This, 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 and this. The next one is two hundred and fifty bucks. It includes this, this, and this. The next one is 50 bucks. It includes this and this. Mm. That way their attention is on yep. what everything includes, yep. not on the price of it, right? So you're yep. kind of redirecting their attention and their and their focus onto what they're going to get rather than yes. how much it's going to cost them. Yes. Again, yep. mm-hmm. very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get your guys to do this, it'll be game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I like to do is after you do all that stuff, I would give them a recommendation. So I would go to the homeowner and I would say, you know, I'd give them their options, just like I told you, price, and then the value they get, price, the value, price, the value from highest to least. Mm -hmm. And then I would go, hey, Miss Jones, if I was you, like company sure to side, homeowner to homeowner, Mm -hmm. this is what I would do. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Right. And I would make the recommendation that makes the most sense for the homeowner. Right. Usually the one that, that offers the longest term fix. Right. So not something that's just going to fix part of the problem, mm-hmm. not trying to sell them on something they don't need, mm-hmm. but the one that is going to be the most long-term fix for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would recommend. So if you can do those three things along with have all that previous value added in. Sure. You, unless they're just a grumpy customer, you got them every time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, they're going to be like, dang, this guy, they answered their phones. They booked me today. They showed up. They were friendly. They were clean. They met me at the door. They listened to my problem. They gave me actual solutions and let me pick. And they're awesome. I love these guys. And then he made a recommendation, like Mm -hmm. company shirt aside. Didn't even try to sell me on the most expensive one. Yep. Right. These, these guys have my best interest at heart. Mm. I'm willing mm-hmm. to spend my money with them. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. That's- and that, the, the recommendation is powerful because it allows you to sort of explain the thinking behind the things. Because if you're just breaking down price yeah. and options, you're just saying, yeah, this is what I can do. But the mm-hmm. recommendation suddenly turns it into, and this is why I would choose to do this mm-hmm. because it offers this, 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 and this. It's like a second, a second moment to explain yourself. Yeah, and it's that like you've given price value, price value, price value when you offer your mm-hmm. options. And then you get to go back in yep. and say, here's the, here's the most value right here. Yep. Yep. So now they're just they're just focused on value. Yeah. And they're not thinking so much about how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Right. Which is good. So like an mm-hmm. example of that. Like because if you're it, like if you're a business owner, you're probably going to get this pretty quick. But if you're not, you're going to have to train your guys on this. Mm-hmm. because you're going to have to teach them to think a little differently because they're not used to spending money on plumbing. So they think about it. What's the cheapest fix? Yeah. Naturally. Mm-hmm. So you have to mm-hmm. train them. So like for an example, like if you go to a house and there's two angle stops underneath the kitchen sink, they're both mm-hmm. old as all get out, but there's mm-hmm. new flexes going from the angle stop to the faucet. And mm-hmm. one of the angle stops is leaking. Um, 
you can give them an option, right? Um, mm -hmm. One angle stop would be your least expensive. Replacing both angle stops would be your middle option. And mm -hmm. then probably replacing both angle stops and both flexes would be your third option. Mm -hmm. So to sell them that third option, they have new flexes, right? right? That would be selling them something they don't need. Right. Now, if they want it, that's a totally different story. If they just sure. want new flexes, great. I'm happy to sell them to mm -hmm. you because you wanted them. Mm -hmm. um, selling them just to fix one angle stop probably wouldn't be the best thing for Miss Jones because she's got this old angle stop. Sure. Sitting got this right other one next to it. Mm -hmm. And I got to shut the water down anyways. And if I just replace it now, it's going to be way cheaper than calling me back later. And it's going right. to take way less of her time. Right. So I'm going to recommend that middle option because mm -hmm. it makes the most sense for the customer. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, hey, Miss Jones, I'm going to give her all the options. I'm going to say, Miss Jones, in all honesty, company shirt aside, just homeowner or homeowner, if I was you, I would pick this middle option. Here's why. The third option comes with new flexes. You've already got new flexes down there. Mm -hmm. You just built a bunch of trust in, in you as yeah. a plumber, right? Because yep. you're telling her she doesn't need this third option. Mm -hmm. But the second option, we can replace both of those valves. Both of them are looking pretty old. One of them's already leaking. The chances of the other one leaking in the near future is pretty good. And mm -hmm. it's way cheaper for me to just replace it right now. Mm -hmm. Is that something you would like to do? She'll go, yes, make it happen yep. every mm -hmm. single time, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to add fourth sales secret. Whoa. Just ask for the sale. Yeah, like, sure. Like after your recommendation, is that something you want to move forward with? Mm -hmm. Or do you want me to get this taken care of for you today? Mm-hmm. Just ask her because she doesn't want yeah. to say no. It's a hard yep. time to say no, right? Yep. The asking for the sale. That's mm -hmm. like, Just it ask sounds, her, yeah. ask her to say yes, right? Anybody who's not in sales will be like, well, of course you ask for the sale. But once you get in sales, you find them. Once That's you get to that point, you're like, now I have to change this conversation tonally. I have to turn this into a fun conversation into a, now I need something. Like we're talking about. Shoot, was that this episode? Law reciprocation. There we go. But yeah, like, that's kind of, that's like, it's, it's not, I guess it's, I guess it's really not that one. But the idea is like, you've been giving a lot of value and now uh -huh. you're finally asking something in return. And okay. that is a very obvious moment in a conversation in sales. Like yeah. when I'm doing sales, I try never to have that moment until everything is stacked up. So where it just goes into it. And then it becomes almost like to do it really well is that when the other person is like, okay, so like, let's move forward. I want to do this. And you let mm -hmm. them trigger it. And then you're like, mm -hmm. yes, let's do it. Like that's when it's like squeaky, but yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to ask. Like if you don't get that moment, cause you don't get it all the time. It's so important to be like, all right, what can yep. I do for you? Which one do you want? Like, let's go. Yeah. And if you can word it in a way where like, Hey, do you want to buy this one? That's a terrible mm -hmm. way to word it. So yeah. instead of you can yeah. go into it and be like, <laughs> like, Hey, do you want me to get this taken care of for you today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're asking them, do you want me to do you a favor and mm -hmm. get this taken care of, solve these problems today? Mm -hmm. You're just adding more value just in the way that you ask the question even. Mm -hmm. So if you can do those things, you'll sell all day long. Hmm. I'm convinced. I'm yep. convinced. Yeah. When are you going to fix my sink? 
<laughs> never call a plumber. Oh, come on, jeez. Come on, Jared. You know, like, gosh. All right, whatever. Nothing, dude. Oh, man. Jeez. Thanks, Jared. That was super right, helpful, man. Months. See ya.